Hey y'all, it's Kiara, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of For Realness Sake. This week, I got to chat with Miss Kristen Wells-Lewis. She is such an inspiration to me because of the work she is doing in our community, and I am so excited to share her with you today. Kristen is an entrepreneur, and her business, Coco Wells, is an ode to Black women in search of healing. She creates plant-based skincare products and promotes health and wellness in a relatable way. Kristen also has a nonprofit organization called Unapologetic Inc., whose mission is to cultivate an environment suitable to align one's passion and purpose. I just loved every portion of this conversation. It was everything. We talked about her why, her goals and passions for writing for her community, and we even mentioned this whole COVID vaccine thing. Kristen's motto is to remain well-led, well-fed, and (laughs) well-paid. And y'all know I am here for that. Let's get into this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us and to the folks? (laughs) So, hey, people. Um, I am Kristen. Like she said, my name is Kristen Wells-Lewis. A lot of people call me Chris, um, which is still a new, fresh thing. (laughs) But I am the founder and owner of Coco Wells, which is a wellness platform where we focus on um, spiritual wellness, physical and mental wellness, and financial wellness under the three pillars, well-led, well-fed, well-paid. Um, we love it here. We love it here. <laughs> um, I feel like I have uh, my hands in multiple pots and being able to do multiple things, but ultimately, um, I, I like to do things that truly elevate the Black women, um, whether it's through our health, whether it's through our education, Um, There's so many things that are happening right now, and it's so important that we build community and as we continue to grow. And so that's what I'm all about. I'm about community building. Um, I I also work for Prairie View A&M University Cooperative Extension Program, where uh, I serve as an extension agent and I get to do some community outreach programming and education with youth here in the area. And I have uh, a nonprofit organization where we do uh, empowerment as well. So I feel like I'm doing a lot of things yes entrepreneur type (laughs) girl person um but I'm here (laughs) yes girl and we love to see it let's just start with that this is amazing your hand is in so many baskets and I think that's awesome you know a lot of times people say like oh it's a pandemic you know nobody's working nobody's doing anything but sis we are out here and we see you working We are working. That is my, that has been um, my mantra or like my reminder for the year is like, this is my root season. Uh, A lot of people Mm have kind of said that a lot um, in the past. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I understood it enough. But when I tell you, if y'all don't learn nothing from me today, learn that your people will find you and they will find you working. Oh, okay, because you already speaking to me. (laughs) Focus on focus on your harvest. Focus on what you got going on. Work. Put your head down. You know, like, and I know a lot of times, like, 
we don't really realize how much focusing on other people or how other people perceive what we're doing and what we're saying, um, how it basically distracts us from being able mm-hmm. to do the best work. Wow. So you already in my business. <laughs> <laughs> you in my business. You in don't my business. Do <laughs> well, I mean, I think you kind of already answered my question, but how have you been maintaining during this pandemic? Because like I said, so many people, I've seen so much stuff on Instagram from people saying, you know, just leave me alone. I'm trying to get through this pandemic, which is fair, you know, and then uh-huh. other people who have been extremely motivated to just create new things, launch new things. And then there's people that are in between that really don't know what they should do. I think it's you know, super important right now that we're even surviving <laughs> what's mm-hmm, going on. Absolutely. So what has been your motivation to maintain greatness during this pandemic? Um, I, w- I would say that the, the pandemic is kind of like a, a roller coaster of life yeah. because if it were not the pandemic, it would probably be something else. And so we have those seasons in life where it's a high season, it's a low season, it's a certain season, it's an uncertain season. Um, And in seasons like this, I always tell my mom, like, if I come out of this the same, that's nobody's fault but my own. Um, Mm. But I totally understand the people who are like, I don't want to do anything. I want to focus. And especially for those of us in the Black community where survival is, our number one priority. Uh, We are just trying to survive. Um, And so I think what motivates me is that I want to be able to inspire someone to survive. I want to be able to inspire someone to create, inspire inspire someone to dream bigger, think bigger, do more, um, focus, just focus on yourself. And it doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. I think a lot of people Mm. feel like that. If if what I'm doing is not like, grand then it's not enough but you never know who is surviving just by watching you and that's in this pandemic and out of the pandemic that your work is so important that people are depending on you to do your work so that they can survive they're inspired by what you're doing they're motivated um, because we all do different things we all have different gifts and we're all impacting people in different ways yeah I say that all the time, your gift and your dream and passion, someone's dependent on you to do what you said you were going to do so that they can live the life that they need to live based off whatever, you know? So I Absolutely. am mentally checking that off in my head. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Yes. I, and I always say that um, if I can compare it to two things, it is literally the sun and the moon, whether the moon is full today tomorrow or the next day the sun will still rise the sun is not focused on what the moon is doing the moon is not focused on what the sun is doing and so be the sun you know still rise no matter what anybody else is doing still rise and still set and and you know in your timing we can't always be so focused on everybody else just worry about yourself (laughs) Yes. Yes. That seems to be a theme. That seems to be a real theme right now, especially with everyone talking about how much comparing yourself is not wise. It's it's, it's the thief of joy. The thief so I think of that's joy. Really, girl, I think that is really good advice and something that I've had to not only share, but also um, believe and Absolutely. work through my own. So yeah, thank you for that. 
Now you you are pretty much just you know thriving if I could just give it a word and I enjoy I, I found your Instagram page I don't know how or where or when but when I found it I fell in love with it Aww. and so your whole yeah <laughs> your brand Coco Wells is described as an ode to black girls in search of their healing so okay you know like <laughs> I'm here for that <laughs> So why don't you tell us about your amazing platform? Um, so yes, yeah, so um for those of for those who have been with me on this journey for a while, before there was Coco Wells, the brand name was the chemistry of um mm-hmm. where I was solely focused on creating different wellness and skincare and beauty products. So that was kind of my focus. And I feel like the mission itself has always been the same. Like I want to create chemical-free, safe, you know, great products for Black women to use. And we were doing that through a subscription box service. Mm. And so we were putting out subscription boxes um, every month. And first of all, that was a lot of work. I don't know (laughs) what I was thinking because each box had about four to five products in them. And I am literally making all of this from scratch. Yes, all of this from scratch. And it was a lot of work. It was very therapeutic. It also kind of helped me learn my niche products. And so I think that that phase was important for Coco Wells to be what it is today. But in that experience, um, most people will say that, oh, Kristen has like a a on and an off switch. And or this sense of duality that allows me to exist and operate and learn from both sides of the spectrum. And so coming from academia and seeing how wellness is taught, seeing how wellness is branded to black people, um, seeing how wellness is such a non-melanated space. Um, mm-hmm. like, like we don't that. deserve that, <laughs> like we don't deserve that same type of essence and education. That really inspired me to change the narrative because I feel like that we were doing it already, but just in an informal way. But I wanted to change the narrative, enhance the education and truly build community. So that's the biggest difference is that we we identify Coco Wells as a wellness platform because we want it to be a community building space. And this is dedicated to any woman who is trying to heal herself, whether it's internal or external. And I, and I always say that the internal piece is way more important than people asking me, you know, what can I do for this skin problem? Or what can I take? Or what can I drink? Or this type of thing? Because we started to be um, overly overly saturated with these detox and uh, mm-hmm. you know all of these really quick fixes and no shade to what anybody else has going on but just the way that that is pushed into our community right that oh if you detox you're going to be healthy tomorrow or if you do this mm-hmm. you're going to be that tomorrow and so I really wanted to educate us but I wanted I didn't want to condemn us I wanted it to be a community building experience uh-huh. because I'm still learning too. You know, I don't know everything. I'm still learning. I'm still experimenting. I'm still trying. And I want us to be able to do it together because when we do things together, we go further, Um, especially Black women. And so that really Mm -hmm. inspired us to, you know, change the narrative, make it a wellness platform, focus on community building um, and really empower one another 
as we are on different parts of our journey, because everybody is in different spaces, especially when we talk about the resources that our communities have access to, we're operating from underneath the start line, you know? Mm. So, and we have to acknowledge that we can't keep treating black women and black people like they aren't doing enough. You know, we have to Mm. acknowledge the way that our community has been suppressed, the way that our community has been undervalued, underfunded, and continuously till this day. And I think that community building, um, that community building aspect is is what makes people feel comfortable about the work that we do in Coco Wells is that, you know, I, this is a safe space. And I always say that, that yes. it is a safe space for us to learn and grow together because we can talk about skincare, but sis, if the inside of you is ugly, you'll never mm. glow. And there's that. no there's no product that I can create for you to truly glow. I want to have a heart talk. Let's talk about mental health. Let's talk mm-hmm. about breaking generational curses. Let's talk about internal wellness in a way that it empowers us to do other things on the outside. I know that was such a long spill, but no, I'm truly passionate perfect. about it. <laughs> and so I can passionate. sense that passion. No, I can sense that passion and I'm here for it. I love that. And the thing that I think stuck stuck out to me the most is when you said that you're doing all this without condemning. Because a lot of times Mm -hmm. that's what, as a community, we're used to that. Being chastised, being condemned, being told that we're not doing something good enough or at all Mm -hmm. or, you know, anything like that. So I think that's a key component to what you're doing because it is empowering you're not telling me that I can't do something or girl you're just wrong you're just wrong you always go be wrong you never go be you just lazy (laughs) you just don't want to eat healthy you just don't want to walk like let up up. we can have cookies today (laughs) together yeah Mm -hmm. I I love that. I cannot stress that enough. My whole theme is no mean girls allowed. We have so much stuff that we need to talk about and we cannot get there if if we're being mean, nasty, you know, and nasty to one another. Like, come on. So yeah, here for and, that. And that's you said we have so much work to do. I mean, it's so much work to do. So much work. <laughs> so to do. much. Uh, and we, we want to get day. there. Absolutely. Yes. And we're going to get there. We're going to get there and we're going to get there together. And I tell people that Making the products is great. Making skincare, I, you know, I enjoy it. It is a part of the brand. But I, if I never get a chance to make another product another day, as long as that community exists and people are being yes. able to learn and glean from one another in that community and I don't make a dollar, I'm satisfied with that because mm-hmm. that's the bigger picture. Um, the products are supplemental. They they. People who purchase our products, um, number one, they are great. Let's start there. So your skin will glow. Okay. Um, but <laughs> people who purchase our products are making an investment for us to be able to do the type of programming and events that we do to educate people. So it is a full circle. Um, yes. And that is important because a lot of things, we can't do things without money, of course. Um, but my God is a provider. He makes the way out of no way. Okay. <laughs> Amen to that. I love that. I love the passion that you have. I think that it's important to always remember that because that's how we can keep going. That's a motivating factor for me. When I see women who are doing leaps and bounds 
you know, in this society, I'm like, okay, what are they doing? How did they get there? How did they start? Right. Right. So this month's theme has been why, um, what is Mm -hmm. our why? Because I think that especially with all the things that has happened in the year 2020, a lot, let's, Mm. a lot has happened. Hashtag a lot. (laughs) How much money I I got? A lot. How bad bad is it going? A lot. A a lot. lot. (laughs) (laughs) And it has been a lot. And so I think that it's always important when I do get to meet Black women who are working in their passion, you know, to kind of share what their why is. Uh, oftentimes that part of like how you started gets left out of the equation or how Mm. you how you let's say how you struggled maybe how you became determined you know those Mm -hmm. things that led up to who you are now we don't always get to hear about that part we just see the Mm -hmm. success and we love it you know but how can we get there so can you just sort of Describe your why and kind of walk us through the early stages of your business. Um, So I want to start describing my why to not invalidate anybody who has not had to struggle. That does not mean that you cannot work hard. Um, Just because I feel like we do exist in a space where the struggle is so glamorized that sometimes Mm. it overpowers the work that women are doing. Um, and then we have little random yeah. things just happening. And it's just like, what was that? Um, so I always <laughs> like to say that is because while I did have um, a difficult start, I want to use a better word than difficult, but for the sake of telling this story, I'm, I'm going to say while I did have a difficult start and it did empower me to be who I am today, I want to speak to those who are not in spaces of difficulty. Do not create difficulty for yourself to to be able to, you know, like take your work to the next level. Like we can operate from a place of greatness. We can operate from a place of abundance and a place of, you know, resources and do great things. There's like a a little quote that says, my children are not getting nothing out the mud. Um, And that's because of the work that I'm doing. You're right. And that's because (laughs) of the work that I'm doing today, right now. So it's not just to say say it, to say it. But honestly, that is my why. My why is to break generational curses and think about all of the Black girls who who do not have a, you know, uh, a me. And, you know, and I say that Mm -hmm. with much humility, um, so much humility, but this is, this is for everybody else that every, you know, there is a saying that when God blesses you, if your blessing does not elevate your community, that might not have been a blessing. (laughs) It might not have been a blessing (laughs) or you mishandled that blessing, but my Mm -hmm. blessings are to elevate my community. And I, and I say my, with my whole chest, whole chest. It is to elevate my community um, and really to think about how my village poured into me and how my village truly made me the woman that I am today. Um, That includes my teachers, my mentors, my sores, Mm. my friends, my family. Village mindset is what truly expands us. We didn't get to where we are today because Dr. King thought about himself and him and his family. You know, Mm. he made sacrifices for the community. We didn't get here today because Barbara Jordan thought about herself and her family. 
We didn't Ooh. get here today because Dr. Hyde thought about herself and her family. We didn't get here today because Frankie Freeman thought about herself and her family. We're talking mm. about leaders, community leaders that had village mindset. Yeah. How can we share resources? How can I elevate your platform? You know, how can I pass you the microphone? How can I give you access to rooms that I know that you will thrive in where I don't have an expertise? Um, mm. How can I make room for you? Um, you know, and like Shirley Chisholm oh. say, if there's no seat at the table, bring a folding chair. We have to truly have Ooh. village mindset. And that is, that is my why. My why is my community. My why is all of the Black girls that message me and say that I'm inspired by you. I love what you're doing. I love your work. Not people, and you know, and not that I don't take compliments, but not people that are focused on what the outside is. You know, like, oh, this is pretty. This is this, this is that. Mm. My why is for everybody trying to get to their next level even if they don't know exactly what their next level is and my why is is also for those who have been suppressed in a way that does not allow them to see their next level that when they see me that when they see other black girls standing next to me around me in front of me behind me that that may expound and you know help expose them to their why um yeah that's it I am so inspired right now. I feel like you need to pass the offering plate around so I can give you my dollar chat because that was so good. Yeah, I I really just want women to see themselves in a way that reminds them that you are here for a reason. Mm. You, You are not here by accident. You are not here by mistake. You do not have the gift of gab singing designing creating whatever your gift is you don't have that gift mm. by accident you are here on purpose Ooh. girl you're not gonna get me to cry today i'm gonna tell you that now okay we're not doing that because i have goosebumps like you Listen. are saying this is real y'all i mean and it's the this truth is real. and i hope that i hope that that touches somebody even if it's just one person i hope that me it's my hope and everything i say do think create that it gives that type of energy yes i'm i'm here for it i mean i don't know what else i guess share your cash app at the end of this Um, (laughs) but i'm so i i i love that i think that you are speaking my language and these are things that I relate to so well. And so just to hear another Black woman who is so passionate about our community, because sometimes it seems like when you when you do want to have that niche, you know, to, to impact your own community, it's seen as less than or, you know, mm-hmm. or or even I've, I've even heard discriminatory because yes, I'm for my blasphemy. people. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. What? I'm black, sis. Who who am I supposed to be for if not for myself and my people? And not only that, you're not gonna allow us to access what's for everybody, but then get mad when I create something that's for us. Or, okay. Right. I don't so, understand. <laughs> exactly. I can't relate. So thank you so much for saying that with your whole chest that you are for your people, and I am here for that. Thank you very much.
Thank you. Uh, I do, and thank you. Yes. And thank you too for, you know, creating conversation around real things um, yeah. for realness sake. And I, and I watch your lives and I think I first uh-huh. uh, got to your podcast when you did the podcast with Shakira. Um, uh-huh. And it was just love so Shakira. Good. Yes. I love Shakira. It was so good. It was so real. And we need to have more real conversation because we will not always experience the high days. So I need women that I can talk to in my high experiences and also in my low experiences to evaluate, you know, is this an okay, how do I navigate this feeling? You know, like your feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. There are people who are, you will have moments of jealousy or comparison or defeat. And then you will have those moments of success and validation. But how can I navigate it to make sure that I am reacting appropriately and that I am building habits around appropriate reactions? Because again, we also pass that down to the next generation. Right. Oh, it's a black girl link up. I love to see it. (laughs) I love to see it. (laughs) Now I do also like that you mentioned how you don't always have to get it from the struggle. You don't always have to, you know, walk 75 miles to the nearest telephone booth, you know, to get your dream going. Sometimes you can just have an idea and, you know, God blesses you with that and you can just move forward in that with no struggle. Absolutely. And I think that's also important because for someone like me where, you know, I haven't struggled immensely or maybe I haven't struggled in the way that, what someone else would identify as the struggle but it was absolutely. a struggle for me you know what I right mean? absolutely it's, and we don't and know so struggle it, until we see somebody doing worse than us because I don't think that, that oh say that it wasn't until I got to like I never went without anything it was not until I got to college maybe and you kind of get into that moment of like oh you know this how much this costs and this and I'm just like oh we might have been a little poor <laughs> little but I never went without anything yeah everything that I have ever needed everything that I have ever wanted you know I may not have gotten it in that exact moment but my people gonna hustle for me okay if if they don't do nothing else especially if it is an investment to my future education whatever yeah I'm gonna have it I'm gonna have it and and honestly there were a lot of times where I don't even know where it came from and Mm. they probably didn't know where it came from but when you are doing good things when you are focused when you are respectable when your character is impeccable people will invest in you they will not question what it is that you're doing they will not have to think twice um and it's not to say that you have to be I have to be like so grand to be worthy of an investment Mm. but I think that to remember that your character precedes you even as a child even as a young adult um and people invest in those type of things and I mean I can even think back to like going to London uh when I made All-American and it was like a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and my grandparents were selling dinner because you're going you're going, what they used to tell me, you going dance for the queen. <laughs> going dance for the queen. But that, that is, I feel like that if I was not committed to cheering, if I did not show that in, you know, showing up to practice, being consistent, having a good spirit, 
that would probably not would have been an investment that they felt like they needed to invest in. Yeah. Um, mm. And we have to think about that. We can't just wait until the opportunity comes and think like, oh, now people should just give me something because I have this opportunity. They see how you work and you didn't take any other opportunity serious. You weren't invested in any yeah. other opportunity. Um, and I'm, my finger is going. <laughs> Girl, I'm you here for every wag. <laughs> you wasn't, you weren't committed. You were late. You weren't consistent. You know, you complained about it. That's why people aren't investing. It's not because they mm-hmm. don't believe in you, but you, we have to, that, that precedes the opportunity um, all the time. And I always stress that having the conversations around those of us who, who may not have gotten it out the mud is important because we don't understand how those conversations invalidate people who are really giving their all and not understanding why it's not working. Mm. Sis, it's okay to tell us that you had a $15,000 family seed that started your business. Yeah, it's okay. okay. We're not yeah. going to dislike you. It's okay. That's <laughs> your blessing. Operate in mm-hmm. your blessing. You know, um, it's okay to tell us that you had a settlement or got into an accident and you use your settlement to start a company. That is okay. It's okay right. to tell us that your, your parents are rich, you know, and you were <laughs> able to, you were able to live with them and save money. That is Okay. That yeah. is an important Normalize part of that. your story. Right. That's an yeah. important part of your story. But what happens is when people pretend that, oh, I had to do this and I had to do that. And I started from the bottom. And I and there are people that are really starting from the bottom. It's, like, it's confusion no. because I'm not understanding why my business not, why, why, why I'm bootstrapped in the business. Why Ooh. I don't have inventory this is my first season of inventory and my my season of inventory came because somebody believed in me somebody invested in me and somebody sold a yes. seed and they didn't even they didn't even know like they did not even know what that Ooh. seed was about to do um and I can I, I really can't wait to tell that person like you don't even know what you did this was somebody that literally was like I want to sow a seed because I believe in what you're doing mm. that that's it so when people are confused and, you know, why does your company do pre-orders or um, why do you only have 10 things in stock at a time? Because inventory costs money. You know, right. bi- business building costs, costs capital and black, business are, black businesses and black women businesses are not getting access to the same type of capital that these other businesses are getting access to. We're talking right. about businesses that have access to capital that allow them to have a $15,000 ad budget off top. You know, Child. they don't they don't even have a product yet, but they have $15,000 to advertise to you to believe in their product that really does not exist yet. So now everybody is on a rat race, like, well, I'm ordering and well, I'm ordering. Mm. And there's a lot of companies. I don't even have to say any names. And like I said, that's your story, boo. Mm-hmm. that's that's your story and tell your story you know tell your story and then when you're telling your story let's create access to some opportunities for those who yeah, are boosters. yeah Let, you know let's change the narrative <laughs> it's it is okay and I, and I say that 
because there are women who are doing that. There are women who mm. are telling their stories. And it's like, you know, this is my story. This is my blessing. I understand that people don't have, have this. And so I want to create space for them to have it. Not because I had to, but because I understand that I was blessed. And like yes. I said, your blessing, your blessing will elevate your community. Don't be selfish. And, and that's how you build that community. Absolutely. That's how you build that community. I, I know I probably said this a thousand times. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I do. so much. <laughs> Thank you so I much. Do. I, I think that's great advice. I think that you said a whole entire word um, and it's necessary. I, um, I, I think it's okay to be blessed. I think it's okay. I think it's better to even share, share that. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's like you said, through just creating more opportunities or just being honest and real about what you did. Like, tell us, yes. tell it all. If you go tell it, you know what I'm saying? Tell it all so that we know what, what's all. next or what we need to do. So, exactly. I, uh, oh, I just love good episodes. Right. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I know I'll be talking a lot. So, please keep me on. No, this is, this is so good. <laughs> This is so Thank good. You. I can't wait okay. till COVID is over so that I can like touch all of the new people. Touch all uh, yes. of the new people that I've met. <laughs> yes, sis. <laughs> I am here. Okay. Now, like you said, COVID, it I mean, they have vaccines going on right now. And I put that in quotes because I don't know, sis. Like, I don't know what this vaccine means or what we're doing. Uh, I feel like you got something to say about that. Go ahead and give it to us because we are confused. (laughs) (laughs) So let's share this moment. When me and my friends say something that's probably problematic and we're talking about, I'm about to say something that I'm 100% aware is going to be problematic. We say off the record. We also have napkin moments. Off the record is before you say something problematic, napkin is when I pass you the napkin to let you know I might agree sis that was very inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I'm gonna say this is the OTR moment okay perfect At, from an academic space it's not making sense to me you know like okay. I come from a science background so we have AIDS the flu mm. cancer and a multitude of other things, right? That we have not been able cold. to cold. Um, a lot of different things that we have not been able to create vaccine cures and treatments for in the amount of time that we have said that we have a vaccine for the coronavirus that we still have limited information about, right? And so that doesn't really sit well with my spirit. I don't know about anybody else's (laughs) spirit. Doesn't sit well with my spirit. Um, And and in the way that people are trying to find those trusted voices to use minorities as the Uh. focus group in ways that which we have historically seen. Hashtag uh, Tuskegee. To ski, hashtag Tuskegee and a syphilis experiment. Hashtag Henrietta Lacks. You know, Lord. So I'm not understanding. And so while I'm while I'm not understanding, I'm not 100% against being vaccinated. 
I just need a little bit more proof. I need a little bit. I, I need a lot of bit more proof, actually. <laughs> I need a lot of bit more proof. I need some more research. I need research that is focused on, again, my community, because we know that that looks different. A lot of mm-hmm. um, a lot of um, treatments are based on non-minority communities. Mm-hmm. Um so, so I need a little bit more. I just need a little bit more. And, and that's just me speaking for me. And, and I understand that there is some information about COVID-19 and the vaccine and the treatment that we as common people are not privy to. I understand that too, but I just need a little bit more and I need honesty. I need them to say, we're we not 100% sure. We just want to try. So that I can yeah, say, say that. cool, cool, try, <laughs> try on somebody else, just not me. Um, but say, you know, just say I just that. Need a little, I need a little bit more. And I also absolutely need, um, I need a, a Congress that supports other resources besides just a vaccine. Um, and I'll mm. say this from a space of like now my family has been affected by COVID and we're talking about people who don't have paid leave. So even, Mm. even if, even if I don't have the coronavirus and I've been exposed to someone and I have to quarantine for 14 days, me, myself, I, I have paid leave. I can survive 14 days. There are families that can't survive 14 days because I don't have paid leave. I don't have access to additional resources to supplement mm. constantly quarantining. And, and those what those resources look like should be discussed, whether it's additional food assistance, um, you know, medical assistance, stim- stimulus checks, whatever it is that communities need right. to ride the wave of this pandemic, you know? Um, it's not just a vaccine because mm-hmm. again, if I get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated and I'm exposed and my job tells me that I can't come to work, I'm still not getting paid vaccine or not. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where my focus is. My, my focus is that we need a, a Congress that supports additional solutions and support for our communities. Amen. Um, Amen. while, while simultaneously, doing more discovery around the vaccination yes i think that was beautifully said sis off the record, i was trying record, to make it i was trying to make it sound real <laughs> dress it up and make it real for me hey <laughs> no that was that was perfect and i and i do agree that that is a that's the issue i mean far mm-hmm. beyond the vaccine what does it look like regardless how does our how does this new phase of our world what what is that and how can we survive that oh no i'm sorry i was gonna say there was a a quote that says we're in the the you know people have say like we all in the same boat and it was like we're in the same storm but we're not in the same boat some of y'all in yachts um Mm. and and i don't think that i i know that to be true from a public health perspective, um, I know that to be 100% true, but it wasn't until there's a famous news anchor who was affected by quarantine and he, you know, publicly, you know, shared his quarantine process publicly. 
I mean, he was in a lavish basement. Basement what? bigger than my yeah. apartment. I didn't talk, I didn't talk bigger. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm mm-hmm. here on national TV like, well, count down the quarantine days. I'm and like, you just having a ball. <laughs> your basement is bigger than the apartment that I live in by myself. <laughs> you know? And we have to acknowledge that. Same yeah. storm, different boats. There are people yeah. who are quarantining and still sleeping next to people because there is nowhere else for them to go. No space. There yeah. is no space. We're talking about families who live with multiple generations or multiple people into one household. Yeah. We're talking about family members who are quarantining that are primary caregivers. We're talking about kids who are quarantining with their family um, but still having to go to school to find a sense of, you know, normalcy. We're talking about, mm. like, we're talking about so many people that look so different than America's glamorized vision of right. the average American citizen. We are the average American citizen. We are the underserved. We are the undervalued. We are the people that the blueprint should be built off of. Yeah. Like th- those are the things that should be constantly taken into consideration because some of us see it every day and we truly understand it. And then there are some of us who are not aware that this is how people have to live their life because of the suppression of this country that we do. Yeah. Still confusion. Mic drop. <clears throat> <laughs> because that's a that's hundred percent true. And I actually had COVID, sis, and even in my situation where I, you know, I was able to stay home and, and you know, and, and really take care, have the the love and, you know, support of my husband that was able to take care of me during that time. Hey, husband. But the, hey, but <laughs> honestly, and I, I can say this in 100% truth, the thing that I thought about the most as I was quarantined in a guest bedroom in our home was what if I didn't have this? I thought about the privilege it was to even be able to separate myself to not get my husband sick. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reality that a lot of people don't have, like you mentioned. And as a social worker who sees these people, it's like, what do you, when you go on the news and you see these news anchors that are living lavish, quarantined in the basement of their home with a full kitchen and everything. Exactly how can you base the the future the status of current america off of that that is the minority in that situation and us regular folk we are the majority and so like you said things that happen should be based on us because we're the people who would would truly benefit from whatever you know benefit or lose honestly from whatever the outcome is but so apparently that that's a, asking for too much and we only deserve $1,500. Child, 15? <laughs> I was like, girl, don't make That's me barely that. rent. Make... Hello? Hello? And then I had a nurse to say that people being greedy. Right. No, they had a nurse to say that people should have been starting businesses rich with their $1,500. Some people got 12 Exactly. So I'm gonna start See? a business with my twelve hundred dollars, but you living in a one point seventeen whatever million dollar 
mansion and you finna tell me you in my business sir you don't do family <laughs> exactly <laughs> and family. that's a prime example of that's your blessing i'm not knocking your blessing but please don't use it to condemn me me yes. and mine yes stay out these because these average people business exactly and go be on your yacht and enjoy life while we're trying exactly. to make this 1200 work work like Girl, don't get me in my social work bag, okay? That's, a, that's another conversation. It's oh my god, it's it's just sometimes I'm honestly I haven't even really watched the news that much because I'm and just, don't do I'm not floored. I'm floored. It's like do you do you need help understanding because I can drive you through my hood easily. Come come if you see need me. help. Come come see me. Come see where my for people once. live. Let, exactly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come see me for once. Not. I mean, not the. Uh, not the Drake song. Listen, because because <laughs> I I really don't understand why people don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. No, it's not. I don't. I don't. I I lack understanding when it comes to that because if if we are an American people. And this, mm-hmm. and we're putting into the society. We're paying our taxes. We're doing everything that you know a stand, an outstanding stand-up citizen should be doing. Where's our government for us? You know, where exactly. where is that support? Where, it, girl, it's it's a whole Don't, thing, y'all. Listen, I totally <laughs> a separate conversation to get. And you, yes. another reason why it's so important because there are also some of us, bless our heart, some of us. <laughs> um who also don't understand and it's because I have either elevated to a point of privilege where I choose not to understand or I have always existed in a space of privilege where I truly do not understand um and I'm just that's I'm gonna leave that alone Mm. right there but girl it happens to the best of us (laughs) to the best (laughs) That's the worst quality. You, I, I would, I would say, I would never want to be so high on my horse that I can't mm-hmm. see what other people are going through. To me, mm-hmm. that's not a blessing anymore. I, I, I exactly. Can't be, I can't be blessed in that capacity where I can't have compassion and empathy and really respect, respect. for people who are doing less than girl. Exactly. You, and trying to navigate what they should do with twelve hundred dollars. Okay. I look the Bible says that this is that it should be for the least of thee, the okay. least of thee, and we have to under and I that's one thing I will say this generation is on fire and I love it they're on fire I agree. especially about social justice work they lack the historical context to <laughs> to understand and it's not their fault they don't, they don't teach history mm-hmm. good in school they don't learn we, yeah yeah it's not their we barely fault. They got lack, it exactly they lack the historical context to understand how history has influenced and is still influencing and will still influencing today and tomorrow um lack the empathy and compassion for other people because it has been such a let me get mine you know let me get mine type of and and I always use that example when we're talking about politics and I'm going to live here for a very short second um, yes. talking about politics <laughs> is that everything that a candidate or a party does may not directly benefit me 
and understanding and being okay with that, that I may not, I will not, not may not, I will not always be the beneficiary of good things, but how it touches my people is what I care about the most. I don't care if Johnny May got $13,000 worth (laughs) of food stamps. I don't care. You know what I'm, you know, and it's like, because people are starving, people are hungry, people don't have access to food. You know, like there are so many factors that go into that. And I, and you see, again, some of us who elevate to a point of privilege or some of us who've always existed in that point of privilege, that can be a hard thing to understand. It's like, Mm -hmm. I work 40 hours. Johnny down the street should work 40 hours. Shouldn't get food stamps. Shouldn't get housing. Shouldn't get. And it's like, but did that take anything from you? Nothing didn't take anything from you you know what are what are you doing to help johnny may elevate or gain a greater sense of clarity or understanding opportunity access all that stuff you know and we have to stop living in that space where we we clock in what the least of these have why you weren't child yes go ahead it makes no sense to me um and i just think that some of it may be intentional but I think a lot of it is just the lack of understanding of the system number one the system wasn't built for us anyway so it's very flawed um but just the lack of understanding around how the system is currently operating and the bigger ask or the bigger demand should be to change the system and not condemn the people who are navigating through the system because that's not their fault amen off of that off of that horse no because you that's okay so you're gonna be back on the podcast is that what you're saying because this is another another conversation so we're gonna expect you back (laughs) whatever you like whatever you like yes and because it is a separate conversation it's it's a it's a separate conversation and I always say when passion and purpose collide because some of us are wildly passionate do not have a purposeful context to the passion. Um, mm. Like I said, this generation is on fire. They have a, a good understanding of the way that social media influences um, yeah. a lot of things, the way that um, things are radically mobilized. They, you know, they have that. And I just want to make sure that we give them the other parts of it. And yeah. we can't give them the other parts that we constantly saying like, oh, they do this, they don't do that. We got to work together. We have to yeah. work together. Yes. Okay, sis. So I'll go ahead and send you a calendar invite for um a later date. <laughs> <laughs> let me just slide that on in there. It's like, okay, I'll let you know when you're coming back. But seriously though, um, I think that we talked about so much on this episode, and I am living for every moment of I think this will probably be one of my favorites. Um, they all are wink 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 um but yeah I I think this was so awesome this conversation was much needed um I do want to ask you one last question what would you do (laughs) what would you say to someone who is trying to operate in their passion maybe the past few months have been or the past year has been a roller coaster, as you mentioned, 
how would you motivate them? What what little gem could you give them to keep going? Oh, I would probably start by saying um, to live with the understanding that the same God that gives the provision is the same. I mean, the same God that gives the vision is the same God that makes the provision. And mm-hmm. so um, you have the vision. Don't stop creating. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop doing, you know, don't <clears throat> stop doing. Uh, we always say faith without work is dead. And I'm trying to throw like a bunch of scripture out there because I yeah. feel like that scri- scripture is solid. No matter what your vision is, no matter what type of work that you're doing, um, the spiritual context is solid and that will fuel you for the yeah. longest part of the journey. When you don't have anybody supporting you, liking your content or sharing your content and giving you money and investing in you and telling you that they believe you that God's word is is solid um and so understanding that he will make the provision faith without works is dead um and just never stop never never just never stop I I can't stress that enough never stop don't let life circumstances make you stop being passionate and purposeful that Mm -hmm. Um, truly find ways to continue to reinvent yourself, learn new information, not just on the internet, read books, listen to podcasts, um, being wise counsel. That's another word, being wise counsel, be around people who pour into you, not just take from you. Um, Also be a giver, being able to give gives you a, a different perspective of the work that you do, being able to see how people are impacted, even if it's just one person. Another word, mm. he said, only two or three needed to be gathered. Ooh, so it yes. doesn't have to be this big, big thing. Like it, it, everybody is like, I want it to be big. And it's like, your big may be the impact of the one person who impacts 1,000 people. Mm. That's big. Um, and what else would I say? Just never stop. Never stop. I've never stopped. And, and I will say that I am, I'm here today because I never stopped. I've always been, um, and I can honestly sit confidently and say to myself that I'm reassured by the fact that I've always been a visionary, no matter what type of business that I had. I've always been a storyteller. I've always been passionate. I've always created things. Um, and, and I had to go through different seasons to get to where I am. Had I stopped at a season of failure, I wouldn't be here. So mm. never stop. Even if there is no one rooting for you, God's word is solid. And if he gave that to you, it's not, you know, like it, it, it's not for no reason. Mm. That's Ooh. it. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't think you need to say anything else, sis. That's if y'all it. didn't catch that, I definitely caught that. Okay. <laughs> Never stop. 100%. Yes. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Oh my goodness. Seriously. Can you please, for the folks, share where they can find you? You can find me 
on all social media <laughs> platforms, <laughs> on all social media <laughs> platforms at Coco Wells. That's the Coco Wells Wellness Platforms. Um, we do a lot of different types of events and we do do a mixture of different things on each platform. We're mostly active on Instagram, of course, but at Coco Wells is our social media handle on all platforms. Our website is www.cocowells.com where you can purchase our products that help support the work that we do for the community, um, for our community. And um, my personal Instagram is at Chris, K-R-I-S underscore the daughter. And uh, you can find me there on Instagram. And that's it. So I look forward to the continued support. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making room for not only myself, but for other people to come on here and talk real talk no mean girls allowed (laughs) period (laughs) I love the work that you're doing I'll continue to support you I can't wait to share this podcast so that people can go and like continue to listen to the rest of your (laughs) podcast yeah and I look forward to an amazing and bright future Uh, for you in your social work endeavors and also in your endeavors with for realness sake Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you and like you. I hope that this is just the beginning for me and you. Thank you. So in our flourishing uh, businesses and relationships. So that's it, y'all. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Bye.